For this episode, we've used voice actors to protect the identities of certain students and families. I'm super concerned about it because it's getting really bad. I just don't think that parents realize there's not a rule. There are no protections in place. Fathers of daughters, are you okay with this? Amid stories across the state and nation of rogue and corrupt school administration, Central Texans are experiencing and exposing a similar mess in their local school district. This is episode four of Exposing Round Rock ISD by Texas Scorecard. As a mother and a parent, I'm shocked. Three months. That's how long a temporary restraining order has been in place naming this man, our superintendent, as a clear and present danger to a woman. People knew about this and hid it. I want you to know, we drove down here from Grapevine today because we wanted to be here. I've been watching what's been going on in Round Rock, and it has been shameful. Does the board condone this kind of behavior? It doesn't look like you condemn it. What else are you covering up? While the chaotic meeting incidents, assault allegations, and arrests unfolded in the administration buildings and around the district, the school board and superintendent were allowing a potentially dangerous environment inside the schools and ignoring concerned parents and students. In an early November report, Texas Scorecard interviewed a handful of district students, parents, and staff experiencing a free-for-all locker room rule in the district schools, where boys are allowed in girls' private rooms. Many of the interviewees also knew of school plans to place boys' and girls' hotel rooms during school trips. Even worse, when parents and students brought their concerns to district officials, they were disregarded. One of the district principals told several of those community members this. I had my solution early on, and I've been directed on what we're going to do. And what we're going to do is allow every student that identifies as a female to go into the female restroom. Could we ever have a problem that you spoke about earlier, like the Loudoun County sexual assault? Obviously, anything's possible. I hate that it would. I never thought our kids would follow Instagram or TikTok the way they do. Could it happen? Sure. I don't want it to. I hope it never does. I hope we've educated our kids enough at home to know how to behave appropriately and make right decisions. But kids are kids. But here's the question, is hope enough? Replied one student, anonymously known as Lauren. Lauren also continued about the problem. There needs to be something written. There has to be an actual rule or policy somewhere. Because when you just throw it up in the air and say, well, we really don't have anything, you're just flying by the seat of your pants and people can get away with whatever they want. The concerned parents also contacted numerous other district officials, but with little results. They emailed the school board and superintendent Azaiz, but in the nearly two months since, only trustees Bone and Weston ever responded. The parents' email said this. At Stonebridge High School in Loudoun County, Virginia, where the school board's policy on gender expression provides a similar environment as presently experienced at Round Rock ISD schools, a ninth grade girl was allegedly raped in a school bathroom by a so-called gender-fluid male student wearing a skirt. Please take the time to craft, with parent input, a district-wide policy and action plan to address this dilemma. Yesterday, Trustee Bone and I both inquired to the superintendent in writing about this. Replied Trustee Weston to the parents. I seek to protect our students' safety and do not want what happened in Loudoun County to happen here. Another anonymous student, Heather, added, 
I think that they should make it that the women's locker room is solely for people that are biological women. And that's not to alienate anyone. It's just one out of every three girls gets sexually assaulted in their life before they become adults. And this is super true, especially in public schools. There's no bathroom monitor. It's not like the rule itself is just going to make sure all the crime goes away. But the rule is really a statement of truth and a statement of our morals. Anonymous student Jonathan said, If we write into the rulebook that biological males are allowed to pick whatever bathroom, it opens the door up for a lot of bad actors to prey on our kids. I'm super concerned about it because it's getting really bad. One district staff member, called Olivia, told Texas Scorecard. I just don't think that parents realize there's not a rule. There are no protections in place. Fathers of daughters, are you okay with this? After that report, parents began circulating a petition demanding the school board make a policy that protects all students. After just a few days online, the petition collected more than 600 signatures. Parents also again brought their concerns to the board, showing up to a November board meeting to testify on the issue. The five board members, however, responded with a delay tactic commonly used by government officials. They changed their normal meeting schedule and pushed the open public comment time toward the end of their packed meeting, despite objections by Bowen and Weston. The board then proceeded to do their work for an unusual nearly eight hours until they finally allowed the dwindled group of citizens to speak at close to 2 a.m. Parent Dustin Clark called out the board for their tactic. Ms. Feller, you made a comment about making us wait to the end. You're going to be here the same amount of time no matter what. Instead, it felt like a waiting game to see how long you could wait us out, to see how many would drop. I don't see any point in waiting to the end. And I know you voted against it, but still waiting. Whoever voted for it, uh, shame on you. Parents then finally spoke about the issue they showed up for protecting their daughters. You will be hard-pressed to find any biological female who wishes to be seen naked by a biological male she does not have or plan to have an intimate relationship with. Therefore, it requires consent. When you tell biological males at school they can walk into girls' locker rooms at will, you take away girls' consent. When your response to her distress about such consent violation is, find another bathroom, or change at home. You violate her right to advocacy, equal access, and protection. You marginalize her for expressing a legitimate and universal female need. Facilitating adolescent voyeurism reaches the threshold of criminality under indecency with a child. Have your lawyer figure it out for you. It's not complicated. Very recently, multiple girls in Loudoun County, Virginia, were raped in a school bathroom by a boy who claimed gender fluid identity. If the girls in Loudoun County, Virginia were here, they would tell you that girls deserve single sex spaces. I will be the voice of so many young girls who are too fearful of being called names to speak up about this issue. Girls deserve the clear message that they deserve boundaries around their bodies. How many young girls have to be get raped or assaulted before you start protecting them? One, two, to simply live in a state of hoping uh, something doesn't happen is the equivalent of turning a blind eye. Looking away does not change reality. Girls are below the age of consent. Thus, they cannot consent to this, boys being in the changing room. They require the adults in the room... Uh, to stand up and ensure they are safe and protected. 
When you relax safeguarding, you open the door to any predator who wants to come in. Take identity out of this issue, and what you have is the shocking reality that a lack of a bathroom policy, bathroom use policy allows for the victimization of female students, girls too young to legally consent to being exposed to male bodies or exposing themselves to males. I implore you to protect girls and their bodies. Round Rock ISD officials have experienced a tumultuous several months of public outcry and stories against them. Abuse of power, domestic assault allegations, a TEA investigation, allowing boys and girls private rooms, offering pornographic material to children, blocking parents from public meetings, and even arresting concerned citizens. But would the, quote, bad faith five finally notice the troubling accusations against their superintendent? Exposed is a production of Texas Scorecard. If you like this content, please go to texasscorecard.com. Please also rate and review this podcast on whatever podcasting platform you listen on. This episode was produced by Drew Cook, directed by Jacob Asmussen, lead audio production by Ariana Silva, and production assistance by Luke Marshall. Special thanks to Sarah Kitchen, Ariana Silva, Drew Cook, Luke Marshall, Christine Wellborn for their voiceover contributions.